Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran over the phone in studio. And uh, Ryan got a packed show here as NFL free agency period is upon us. And uh, tons of moves right off the board. And uh, Broncos making some moves themselves. Yeah, yeah, it feels like uh, we last spoke about 16 years ago, even though it was last Wednesday. But, uh, you know, the market opened for negotiations 10 a.m. Monday. And most of the top free agents are spoken for. They can, you know, start signing Tuesday at 2 or excuse me, Wednesday at 2 o'clock. But, uh, you know, no physicals allowed at team facilities that could, you know, throw a wrench into some of these announcements. But it's been a good it's been a good two days for defensive linemen. It's been a good two days for inside linebackers. And it's been a so-so couple days for the quarterback carousel, which seems to be gaining some clarity. But uh, as far as the Broncos... I thought going into the week that they would make one big money signing because Boye, AJ Boye's trade counts as one, and they did it with Glasgow to, to play right guard. And uh, but they're still, I think they're still poking around on defensive linemen, even though they haven't been able to give that money away yet. Yeah, Ryan. So let's uh, just quick recap of what the Broncos have done so far. You mentioned Boye, uh, cornerback from Jacksonville, brought in via trade for a fourth round pick. Graham Glasgow, free agent, offensive lineman, very versatile. He's can't, he comes via Detroit. Also settled uh, backup QB situation a little bit or firmed that up. And obviously Joe Flacco writing has been on the wall for some time, but with the signing of Jeff Driscoll, it's looking obviously more and more like uh, Mr. Flacco's time is done in Denver. And then also safety, Justin Simmons, he got the franchise tag, but then also Ryan, you know, losing some pieces too. Connor McGovern, a piece that we thought might be coming back. He uh, departed via free agency to the jets. And then they traded Andy Janovich fullback to Cleveland. Uh, so two moves there, but before we get to those, let's let's kind of say you know who helped themselves and who didn't here, and let's start the Broncos. How do you like their moves in the first couple days? Um, it's okay. I mean, uh, you know, they showed some fiscal restraint on a guy like DJ Reader. They weren't willing to go to four years and fifty three million for a two down player. Right, and he ended up in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, they need to address the offensive line, so that was a start with Glasgow, who gives them center guard flexibility, depending on what they do in the draft. You know, as we mentioned, A.J. Boy a couple weeks ago, he settles one of their spots uh, as an outside corner, but they still need another one. Um, the backup quarterback, we get to that a little bit later if you want. A little surprising, uh, you know, John Elway said combat. He wanted to go the experience route for number two behind Drew Locke. Well, Jeff Driscoll's only started, what, six, seven games. Um, but the, the backup quarterback uh, covered was uh, getting empty in free agency, so the Broncos moved uh, with Driscoll. But, you know, if you had to grade the Broncos so far, I think you give them a, a, you know, a, a B uh, because they, they acquired a, a starter at corner, a, a starter at right guard. And uh, and they took care of uh, the tag with uh, Justin Simmons. So you know they've uh, it's been pretty seamless so far. Yeah, franchise tag for Simmons, big move. Also, I agree with you on Boye. 
you know, especially basically getting him for what you got, part of what you got in exchange for dealing Emmanuel Sanders to the 49ers back in October. Uh, Jeff Driscoll move, I was also a little surprised on that. Eight starts, played in 12 games total, and he's got a 79.6 rating across his career, and that's just two seasons with the Bengals and the Lions. Uh, started three games last year, 0-3 for Detroit. So interesting to see how that shakes out. Again, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. And let's go to the rest of the league, Ryan. Some some big shakeups already across the league. Uh, I think we saw Houston Texans fans, you know, crying in their tears with the, uh, the the one-sided trade of Hopkins. And then, obviously, the, the big move we got to talk about, Tom Brady reportedly headed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That'll be an interesting final chapter for TB12. Yeah, I mean, the Brady thing sort of has gripped the league, understandably so. Uh, you know, Tampa is obviously a winner. I mean, if it's a two-year deal, if it's a one-year deal for Brady. Uh, Indianapolis, I think, got, uh, got better with the Forrest Buckner, the trade from San Francisco, although it cost them the 13th pick. And then and they're, they're going to sign Philip Rivers to a one-year deal re- replacing Jacoby Brissett. You know, Bill O'Brien, I mean, I don't know what he's doing. Um, it's confusing. All the moves he makes as a coach, all the moves he makes as a GM, and you know, I, I blame ownership. Cal McNair, the son of the late Bob McNair, the founder of the team, you know, aided and abetted O'Brien with this, giving him that GM power. So I think it's just a broken model there. You know, well, and Ryan, you look what, at you look at the trade. I mean, it was a total one-sided trade to the Cardinals, along with the fourth-round pick in exchange for running back David Johnson, who really, let's be honest, is on on the latter half of his career uh, as well as a 2020 second round pick and a 2021 fourth rounder so uh, just a very one-sided trade and, and basically the reaction from around the league you know panned the, the Texans and, and rightfully so yeah and you know they, he likes to trade for running backs for some reason and, you know, David Johnson as you said is, is a climbing player he hasn't done much since his uh, big contract you know and then you know, O'Brien and Hopkins reportedly did not see how it was. A coach got overlooked at and said, okay, this is my best player, one of my best players on offense. If I'm going to trade him, i got to make darn sure I get some value because that trade looked even worse a couple hours later when um, Minnesota traded Stefan Diggs to Buffalo for a package that did include a first-round pick. Right. Um, so it's uh, you know, that's confusing, but I thought I, th- I was going to say Oakland, but Las Vegas, you know, they spent a lot of money. It's going to be interesting to see how much these guys really help them on defense. Nick, uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his name, the linebacker from Chicago. They got Corey Littleton from the Rams. Uh, they signed Jeff Heath to play safety from Dallas, and on offense, they signed Jason Witten to play tight end. So the Raider or the Raiders added a lot of bodies. Uh, but let's you know be interesting to see how much of an impact those players really have, and uh, you know if I look at other teams that have done well, I mean Miami spent a lot of money, they had a lot of holes, so they did, they made the right decision last year, saying hey, this is a rebuilding year, let's save that cap space, roll it over to 2020, and, and spend it that way, and then uh, you know Cleveland, you know with Hooper at tight end, Case Keenum backup quarterback. Uh, 
that Jack Conklin at right tackle. They've uh, they've spent a lot of money too, but you know the Browns right now are they going to make progress? Are they still going to be chasing their tails. Yeah, good points all around. I'm with you on the Dolphins. I mean, obviously they've been taking their lumps the last few years here, but uh, Byron Jones, cornerback, Shaq Lawson off the edge, Kyle Van Noy. Uh, so lots of moves there, and then you know I think you got to like obviously what Arizona has done. We we touched on the the Hopkins trade, but also re-signing Larry Fitz. Uh, obviously he's in the waning years of his contract, but a one-year deal. They got Kenyon Drake uh, placed a transition tag on him and uh so kyler murray's got got some weapons there out in arizona again first in orange podcast kyle newman alongside ryan o'halloran so talking just across the league and we'll circle back to uh the afc west later in the show but let's move on to graham glasgow in particular ryan and, and really where he fits along this offensive line because he comes to denver having played across multiple positions in the NFL. So he's a very versatile piece, but he's obviously projecting, I think we both agree, to, to one position. Yeah, and you know, ideally he's going to be uh, right guard, but if the draft falls a certain way, then you got to say, okay, he has he has more experience playing center in this league. And, um, you know, if, 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 the, if the second, third round comes along and they, the Broncos feel like, okay, the guy they want to pick is better at right guard right now, you know, they can move Glasgow to center. They want to keep Dalton Reisner at uh, left guard. So, you know, what, 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 what sticks out about Glasgow is durability. That's something the Broncos got bid in uh, free agency last year is their guys didn't stay healthy. Bryce Callahan didn't play. Juwan James didn't play uh, because of injuries. So I think that was a conscious effort by the front office to say, hey, Target guys like Boy, who hasn't been hurt a lot. Target guys like Glasgow, who hasn't been hurt. So, um, and, and, you know, they, they got to get more. They got to get more bang for the proverbial buck, and I think that's what they're going to do here. And you got to figure Glasgow at right guard, if that's where he plays, will help uh, James at right tackle. And look at that, these two recent departures from the roster, uh, Andy Janovich getting traded just five months after signing uh, that contract with the Broncos. And, and really, Ryan, this all comes down to the arrival of offensive coordinator Pat Shermer. Obviously, Rich Scangarello had the fullback as a regular part of his offense last year. But with his departure, Shermer coming in, he won't use the fullback as much. Janovich now becoming expendable for the Broncos. So let's switch gears real quick, Kyle. As we're taping this, the Broncos completed their third trade that they'll be able to announce later today. Sending a seventh-round pick, number 237 overall. That's from the Duke Dawson New England trade last September. Um, to the Titans for Casey, who's a you know perennial pro bowler. He solves their defensive uh, line issue, but they still got to add another guy. Uh, I was told the side's been talking for about a week, and... You know, Casey carries a gigantic cap number. Three years left at $13.8 million. Let's see what they do with that. Uh, but this is a big splash. Clearly a salary dump by Tennessee, which has got to pay Tannehill and Derrick, Derrick Henry big money. So Broncos took advantage of that. Like Teams have taken advantage of them when they were good and had this, uh, cap crunch issues. So, um, you know, for what they gave up, it's a no-risk uh, deal for the Broncos with Jarrell Casey, who like covered a lot of Titans Jaguars games through the years. I mean, he ruined a lot of Jacksonville game plans. Nine years. Nine years. He, he's been named the five straight Pro Bowls 
which once you get one or two, you sort of go on reputation. But here's the thing that impresses me. He has at least five sacks and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight straight years. And that's a you know that's a big man who can get to the quarterback listed at six one three oh five. the other you know, six out he's missed one, two, three, four games in his career out of hundred he's played hundred and thirty nine, he's missed four. So uh, I think that's something that the Broncos should have been intrigued by is hey, when they get a guy, they gotta be able to play. Yeah, that durability for sure. He's never played less than fourteen games. Uh, in a season that's what he did last year started 14 for Tennessee also like you said can get to the quarterback 51 career sacks so uh, pretty solid pickup for the Broncos I'd say you know we are grading them earlier uh, based off their free agent activity so far bringing in Glasgow uh, the trade for for Boyer but I think this this might up it uh, Ryan you know taking advantage of the salary dump by the Titans like you said B plus. Okay, slight upgrade uh, from Teacher uh, O'Halloran. As one of our loyal listeners can attest to uh, uh, when he listens later, uh, B plus is foreign territory for me. Uh, There weren't a lot of those on the report card back when I was a kid, but uh, this is a deserving grade. I'm not going to give a you know you're not going to give a team an A when they've added so much money, and you know I just don't give A's out that easily. But. They came into the league, they need a corner, got Boyer. Need a right guard, got Glasgow. Need a defensive lineman, Casey. Uh, now this, okay, now you go into the draft with a lot more options. And, you know, take advantage of these picks that you stockpiled, especially in the later rounds. I mean, they weren't going to pick 11 players. Now they got 10 picks. Uh, and they could still, they still have the five in the top three rounds. Those are when you get your immediate starters. So, uh, nice job by the Broncos in getting Jarrell Casey. And still some work to do, though, for this Broncos team, especially replacing that hole at center after McGovern departed to the Jets and free agency. Now, of course, Glasgow, he's got 26 career starts at at center, but as we discussed, he's probably going to play at right guard. Um, So maybe look into the draft or they got an in-house option in Patrick Morris. He was acquired off uh, Pittsburgh's practice squad late last season. But like you said, five picks in the first three rounds, it's seemingly trending towards they're going to try and plug and play like they did with Dalton Reisner out of the draft last year. Yeah, and, 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 and before the combine, you know, the, the vibe there was it's a very good draft for interior guys, defensive, you know, specifically offensive linemen, guards and centers. You know, there's a couple of good defensive tackles, but they may not be there when the Broncos uh, are on the board. So it's you, you have Mike Munchak, you have Drew Locke, who got some experience. I mean, they should feel comfortable going with a rookie center when they have Glasgow on one hip and Reisner on the other. And, uh, you know, Patrick Morris, you know, he'll be, a, you know, maybe he's your favorite to be your swing interior guy. Maybe Austin Schlotman could be that guy. Elijah Wilkinson, I think the best move for them is keeping him outside and have him, you know, push the right and left tackle, so like Bowles and James, and be ready in case one of them goes down or it just doesn't produce. So, you know, bit by bit, you can sort of see what their plan was by the moves they're making. Again, folks, first in Orange podcast, Kyle Newman, Ryan O'Halloran. Uh, talking NFL free agency here. And for the Broncos, some of these big-name Broncos free agents that we do not expect back, a.k.a. 
Chris Harris Jr., Derek Wolf, and Shelby Harris, especially in lieu of this most recent signing of Jarrell Casey. Uh, what's going on with those guys, Ryan? Why do you think, you know, there's been lots of movement through these first few days, but uh, those guys have not yet found a, found a new home? Yeah, and, and the only one was Connor McGovern uh, right. going to the Jets. Um, I was told that the Broncos' offer was far off from what the Jets did, which was a $9 million average. Let's start with the guys, you know, Chris Harris, Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf. Um, they're finding out that their market is not what they thought it was. Um, you know, our friends with the Denver Media Mafia, you know, they, they, I don't know about you, they definitely mobilized this week, didn't they? They, I mean, they're always mobilizing on Twitter. So, it's, <laughs> well, because more than any other play, I mean, they, they, how can how can the Bronco not be have a lot of stuff going on in free agency? Well, they're second wave guys. I mean, Shelby Harris, there's going to be money left for him as an interior defensive lineman, but a lot of those guys have gone off the board. You hope that Drew Rosenhaus was honest with Shelby, saying, "Hey, this is going to be a second or third or fourth day deal." Chris Harris. You know, he sort of knew he had to wait for Brian Jones and James Bradbury to leave the market, which they have. Now let's see what his options are. The Derek Wolf thing, we talked about this last week. Uh, it just felt like the tea leaves were saying that he would not be back. The Broncos didn't really have an interest in bringing him back at some, anywhere close to his price. That's turning out to be the case. You know, you don't want to shut the door completely because he's still available, but uh, I think he went on his media tour last week sort of trying to stump for himself, which is fine, but I think he saw the right end of the wall there a little bit as well. And rest of the AFC West, uh, we, we talked a little bit about the Raiders, some interesting pickups there, see what uh, Witten can bring to Oakland after all those years. In, in Dallas and taking that year off in 2018 to get in the broadcast booth. But I'm interested, I, I don't know, what do you think of the probability of Cam Newton ended up in L.A. with the Chargers? Well, if I'm the Chargers, I just would go with Tyrod Taylor and I would draft the guy sixth overall. Take advantage of the fact that you had a bad year and you're drafted in the top ten. You can probably get one of the quarterbacks you like by staying put instead of, you know, giving up a draft pick for Newton, waiting for him to get cut, having to sign him to a, a, a contract. And, um, I mean, the Chargers are looking for a bump, looking for a little bit, you know, buzz going into their stadium. But, uh, I mean, maybe the best course for them is to, to, to stay consistent. And, you know, stay, stay steady, stay conservative, excuse me, and say, hey, Taylor has started a playoff game. He's won some games in uh, Buffalo as a starter. You know, just sort of go with him. And uh, Chiefs, they placed the franchise tag on Chris Jones, picked up a contract option on running back Damian Williams. Obviously not a lot of holes for that team to fill. Uh, You mentioned the Raiders getting Corey Littleton. I think that's a huge one. Then uh, Marcus Mariota, big question mark there for for, – being in the new quarterback in Las Vegas, see if he can take some of that success before washing out in Tennessee and translate it into a somewhat of a revival out there in the desert. And the Chargers of note, especially local note, Austin Eckler agreeing to a four-year $25.5 million contract. So uh, props to the former Eaton star. Uh, that'll just about do it for today's show. Again, head to denverpost.com slash Broncos for continued coverage of the Broncos throughout free agency as uh, the team sure to make more moves heading up to the NFL draft here in April. Uh, Ryan, anything, any last thoughts to add? Real quick on the division. The Chiefs are not going to do a lot in free agency because 
they're the Super Bowl champs. They have to be preparing for Patrick Mahomes' next contract. And they already had a lot of money tied up with guys. So they, they are sort of laying in the weeds a little bit. The Raiders making a big splash, but I don't know how much better it makes their defense. I mean, Corey Littleton's a solid run and hit guy, and it can also cover a middle linebacker. But I watched his tape. I wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. And then we talked a little bit about the Chargers. You know, they went after Brady. It feels like they've come up empty on that. But um, but I really like the Eckler deal, not only because he's Coloradoan, but he's sort of reward a guy who's an undrafted free agent who's played behind his deal. And uh, one final note, quick, too. Broncos re-signed Devontae Bosby as well. So, uh, obviously, a lot of question marks about whether he can be a regular contributor, but they will be bringing him back. Again, folks, First Orange Podcast. Appreciate you listening in to Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran, denverpost.com slash Broncos for more coverage. And until next time, take it easy.